My name is Keith Beavers, and this episode was recorded before we started traveling for the holidays. It's a supplemental episode that has to do with the Bordeaux universe, but a little bit different. What's going on, wine lovers from the Vine Pair Podcasting Network? This is the Wine 101 Podcast. My name is Keith Beavers, and I am the Tastings Director of Vine Pair. Today, we're going to do a supplemental. I want to talk about the place that kind of lost to Bordeaux, La Rochelle, because there's wine there now. Let's talk about that road just real quick. Just real quick. do is I want to get a little, let's do some fun stuff. You know, it's the holiday season. We're all on vacation. This is going to be a short little supplemental episode about La Rochelle because there is an AOC. There is a wine region near and associated with La Rochelle. It's pretty cool. It's on the American market. We can find it. What's it called? Well, first, let's just get a little little lower shell history here because it's it's a port town, you know, and it that's important. And we talk a lot in this Bordeaux series about salt. It keeps coming up. And if the Medoc was good for salt, a little bit north was good for salt. And that's what Shell was known for back in the day when it was called Rupela by the Romans. Rupela is Latin for little rock. And then at some point it became Rochela, then Rochela, and then Rochelle. And La Rochelle was established in 1130. And if you remember from the second episode of this Bordeaux series, we talked about the 1100s being a big time of economic expansion in Europe, and La Rochelle was the center of all of that. So because of the salt production happening in La Rochelle, it was a very big, busy market. Salt is a commodity. So because, and there's a lot of money in salt, and if you're a merchant in salt and you're coming to La Rochelle to get salt and you have money, you also want wine. And as far as wine is concerned, before Bordeaux was doing its thing, remember from the first episode, La Rochelle was thriving. A lot of the wine came from the Cahors region because it was such a it was producing so much. But La Rochelle had its own sort of wine region as well, about an hour or so east of the port town called Poitou, which is in Poitiers, which is where Eleanor of Aquitaine was born. That's that's her hometown. And wine became a big deal here because of that demand. The demand of wine was so high with these salt trade, with the salt trade in general, that a lot of the people out in the countryside turned to viticulture to make some money. And one of the most fascinating things about this place and the wine is the consumer demand for this wine was higher than that of other places because at the time in France, Poitou had a more favorable climate 
and made more reliable wine than the wines of, wait for it, the Seine, which is the, the Seine Basin, which is Paris, Reims, which is Champagne, Burgundy, and the Rhine. So those wines were not as popular as the wines coming out of La Rochelle's wine region because it was thought that the wines of those other areas were way too acidic. Yeah, Champagne, Burgundy, Rhine. Wait till you hear the histories of those places. I mean, at its height, it was exporting wine, La Rochelle, to Normandy, Scotland, Ireland, Denmark, and even as far as Norway. It's even documented that in 1199... The wines of La Rochelle, or Poitou, which we'll talk about in a second, was the wine of the royal households of Anjou and the Ile de France, which is basically the, where Paris is. Anjou is like where the Loire River is in that area. We talk about how important the marriage of Eleanor of Aquitaine to Henry II was for Bordeaux, but it was also very good for La Rochelle, First, because of the association with Eleanor of Aquitaine, she gave them a lot of tax breaks and a lot of privileges. So it was it was going really well. They were making red wine from a grape called Morillon, M-O-R-I-L-L-O-N, which is actually Pinot Noir, just an old name for it, and a white wine grape called Fromantou, which is actually Pinot Gris, but it's an ancient word for Pinot Gris. And a grape that was lost, that's been lost to time that I have a really hard time pronouncing, Chimere, which is most likely related to Chenin Blanc, a little connection there to the Loire Valley. But most of the wines coming out of here were white wine. You'll remember I mentioned that in the second episode. We're talking about the Dutch. But because of the geolocation of this place, during the religious wars, it was decimated. But they revived it. And in the 19th century, this area had over 100,000 acres of vines. That's impressive. But, of course, in the 1880s, I think it was 1888, what happened? Phylloxera destroyed everything. The entire... Poitou was gone. Wine production in Poitou was just gone. And it took them a long time to rebuild. And it wasn't until after World War II that they were actually kind of good. And a big part of the survival of this place was this co-op. It's a very, very large co-op there that kind of dominates the whole region to this day. But this place makes wine. And in 2010, it was awarded its own AOC. That's a big deal for a little place that has used to have a hundred, over 100,000 vines that has been working really hard over decades and decades and decades to you know, improve what they're doing. Finally, in 2010, the AOC, the, the government's like, yeah, okay, you guys, have, you guys have something going on over here. Okay, we're gonna, you know what? We're going to give you the AOC. Congratulations. So today, the... AOC is called Eau Poitou, the High Poitou. And it's just south of Samur, which we've talked about in the Loire episodes in season four. But here's the thing. It, there's not 100,000 acres anymore. There are, there are 1,863 acres today, not the 100,000 of yesteryear. So 
that's why it's very unknown because it's very small and it's between the Loire Valley and Bordeaux. And that's, you know, it's kind of not buried there, but it's just sitting there in the country. And now that it's an AOC, it has some recognition and there's some buzz about this place. And you can find these wines on the American market. So for today, even though the co-op Nouvelle du Poitou dominates, it's kind of coming back. Winemakers are coming back and they're making wine in this area. So what kind of wine is being made now? The vines grow in limestone and marl soils, which is very nice, very similar to what we're seeing in the Loire Valley and even up in Champagne. So it's kind of cool they have this good soil. And for white wines, they use Sauvignon Blanc and Sauvignon Gris. And then for red wines, it's mostly Cab Franc with Merlot, some Gamay and Cabernet Sauvignon and Pinot Noir. The majority of the wines you're going to see here, though, are going to be Sauvignon Blanc and Cab Franc with maybe some Sauvignon Gris. But these wines are, they're nice. They're very food friendly because they have good acidity to them because they're in the limestone soil. They're kind of beautiful and bright and fruit forward. And they're just, they're not available everywhere. But if you can find one, grab them. They're great. And if La Rochelle sounds familiar to New Yorkers, there is a town in upstate New York called New Rochelle. Just a little connection here, kind of fun, is there is a Protestant movement in in France, and they were persecuted, and they became known as Huguenots or Huguenot, and they fled, fled, <laughs> they fled France in 1689 and came to New York and founded the town of New Rochelle. How fun is that? Also, La Rochelle is absolutely connected to the Three Musketeers. The siege of La Rochelle in 1627, which included suppressing the Huguenots, is the backdrop for the Three Musketeers. So that's kind of fun. But that was just a little supplemental episode for you guys because holidays are happening. I'm traveling. I want to do more deep dives into Bordeaux because we still have some stuff to talk about, but this will kind of get you through to the next week because we're going to talk about the communes. It's going to be a thing. Vine Pair Keith is my Insta. Rate and review this podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. It really helps get the word out there. And now for some totally awesome credits. Wine 101 was produced, recorded, and edited by yours truly, Keith Beavers, at the Vine Pair headquarters in New York City. I want to give a big old shout out to co founders Adam Teeter and Josh Mallon for creating Vine Pair. And I mean, big shout out to Danielle Grinberg, the art director of Vine Pair, for creating the most awesome logo for this podcast. Also, Darby Seaside for the theme song. Listen to this. And I want to thank the entire Vine Pair staff for helping me learn something new every day. See you next week. I'm just let this ride out. The song's too good. Especially right here. <laughs> <laughs>